Hey guys, welcome back to the Axion Media Podcast. This is episode two. We're going to be talking about different microphones and microphone techniques today. So we're going to start out just by listening to a few different microphones. This is the Shure SM7B that you're listening to right now. It is $350, used mostly in studio, a couple of live scenarios I've seen it in, but it's mostly studio microphone. Next, let's listen to the Shure SM58. Okay, this is the Shure SM58. It is $100. It is used mostly as a live vocal microphone. It's a very standard microphone in most mic lockers. It's very durable and an all-around really great default microphone to use if you don't know what to use. So next we're going to listen to the Audio-Technica 3035. Okay, this is the 3035. This is about 300-ish dollars, I believe. I don't think it's in production anymore, so I got this on eBay as a resale. I like it as a just a nice vocal microphone, picks up some instruments pretty nice, like acoustic guitar. Uh, this is a pretty entry-level condenser microphone, but it's great for what it does. And next we're going to listen to the Slate ML1. Okay, this is the Slate ML1. Now, this microphone is meant to be paired with the software that it comes with, and what it does is it takes a regular microphone signal, regular vocal or whatever, and makes it sound like it's coming through a different microphone. There's about uh, 12 different models that I have that start to sound different. You just hit a button, and it sounds like it's one of these other microphones. It's really great technology. Um, I think the microphone sounds great on its own. This is on its own, no software built in. So this is the Slate ML1. So I want you to think back now that you've listened to four different microphones. Think of how each one sounded different. Now, because everyone sounds different because it's just made different, think of how it might sound different on an acoustic guitar or on a snare drum. Now, every different microphone has different characteristics, and a lot of times you might even find two SM58s and they sound different. I've had uh, cases where one got a little more beaten up, but I liked the sound of the beaten up one a little bit more than the new one. So each microphone just has a little bit different uh, tone to it. And that's our job is to make sure that we pick out the right microphone for what we're trying to capture. So I might choose to put a SM57 on the snare drum uh, over the SM7B that I'm using right now. They're very similar, but it, it just depends what you're looking for. And picking out the right microphone is the first step in trying to reproduce the sound in the best way possible. Now that we've talked about picking the right microphone for the source, Let's talk about microphone placement. Now, placement is probably even more important than the microphone choice because the placement really determines the tone you're going to get from the instrument. So take, for example, right now, I'm about two inches away from the microphone I'm talking into. Now let me move right on top of it. Now I'm right on top of the microphone. My lips are actually touching it. So now I feel a lot more closer. Um, now I'm going to move away. So now I'm about six inches away from the microphone and now you start to hear a little bit more of the room i'm quieter of course but now you're starting to hear the room that i'm in a little bit more now i'm going to move back to the two inches and now i'm going to move to the side so now i'm two inches to the side two inches to the other side and can you hear how the tone just changes as i start to move around the microphone so let's listen to an example of how this might actually affect the tone 
So right now I'm talking normally two inches away from the microphone. Let's put something else in the background. I'm going to start snapping. So right now I'm snapping and I'm talking at the same distance. So the snap is about 10 inches to a foot away from the microphone off to the side. Now, if I move further away, I'm quieter. But in comparison, if you just think of relative levels of the snap and my voice, the snap seems louder. So now I'm really close to the microphone. And in comparison between the snaps and my voice, my voice is the loudest. So the reason this is important is because microphone placement controls how isolated an input sounds. So in that example with the snapping, imagine the snaps are the drum kit in the background and my voice is the lead singer. Now, in most scenarios, you're trying to turn up the voice to make it louder than the drums. So if you wanted to do that, you would not want to be turning up my voice whenever my voice is the same volume as these snaps in the background because you're just going to turn the drum kit up with it. But if I'm up on the microphone, you have a lot of volume that you can push me and you barely are pushing up the drums in the background. That is why we want to get things as isolated as possible. So let's talk about microphone placement for live sounds. So let's start with vocals. Vocals you usually want to have about three inches between the microphone and the mouth of the singer. Much closer and you're going to accentuate a lot of the low frequencies in their voice much further and you're going to make the voice sound thin. So about three inches is a great spot to have most microphones. If you're having trouble with drums, then you probably want them to be closer because it's better to deal with that low end than it is to deal with the drums in the background. Next, let's talk about electric guitar amps. Hopefully you can get the amp off the stage and point it away from the crowd as the stage volume will really hurt your ability to mix for the room. If you can't do that, see if you can turn it in a different direction towards a soft wall or into a blanket. The best thing that you can do for yourself is to get the electric guitar amp to not be affecting the sound for the room. So hopefully you can get that speaker pointed away from the stage and what you'll want to grab is an SM57. These are my favorite electric guitar mics because they're really cheap, they're really durable, and they work on almost everything. So what you'll want to do is take that microphone and point it almost directly at the speaker and what you need to do is grab a flashlight and point it into the mesh of the speaker cabinet for the electric amp. And you're going to see where the actual cone of the speaker is. And you'll want to put it dead center. Now, in most cases, this is going to work out great for you. You're, you're going to capture exactly what the amp is putting off. If the amp is a little bright for you, maybe you can ask the guitar, guitar player to darken the sound a bit. Um, if it's not working out and the guitar player really likes how it sounds, then maybe you can move the microphone one way or the other and try and audition different spots around the speaker to figure out what might be the best for your room. Next, we're gonna talk about miking a snare drum. Now, the snare drum is one of the four pillars of every mix. If you listen to any professional sounding track, you're going to hear that there are four main things that stick out. And we're gonna talk about this later in the foundations of good mix. But the, real quick, it's going to be a kick drum, snare drum, bass and lead vocal those are the four foundations if you can get those four things right then everything else will start to fit together so how do we mic a snare drum a snare drum really needs to be isolated because there's a lot of other drums and cymbals and things going on around that it, it can easily pick up if it's not mic'd really well 
So the main thing that we're going to do is we're going to try and get the microphone as close as we can to the snare drum without getting in the way of the drummer. We're going to try and aim it dead center on the drum head. And then we're going to also try and get it to where the back of the microphone is pointed at the hi-hat. So this is going to accomplish three specific things. We're getting as close to the snare drum as we can because we want to isolate it from the other drums. We're pointing the microphone right at the center of the snare drum because that is the tonal center that's going to give us the most natural sound of the drum. And we're pointing it directly away from the hi-hat because the hi-hat is very loud and will find its way into the microphone. On an SM57, the path of most rejection of sound is directly behind the microphone. With that setup, we're really going to be able to hone in that snare drum. We'll be able to isolate it, get a great sound out of it, and make sure that there's no other drums or hi-hats really bleeding into it. Now, there's going to be some bleed no matter what, but that's going to really minimize it, and we'll be able to do the most if we set it up like that. So that's just three examples of different things and how we might mic them in a live setting. Now, everyone has very similar aspects. We're trying to get it very close to the source without getting too muddy or too m many low frequencies like this. But we're also trying to make sure that nothing else is getting in the way. Now, an electric guitar amp is very loud, very isolated by itself, so we don't have to worry too much about it. With vocals and drums, there's so much else going around that's also loud that we really want to get it as close as we can so that we can optimize how loud we can get each of those sources. So there you have it. That is microphone placement and microphone selection in a nutshell. Of course, there are many other things we could talk about, but I hope this gives a good introduction to why we might want to pick different microphones for different sources and why we need to place them in a specific way. While there's a lot more we could talk about with both of these topics, we're going to leave it here, and next we're going to talk about gain staging, preamps, and faders.